The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Amen. We are at the Braita. Tanura Banan. It's about uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 lines up. Second word on the line. Tanura Banan, we have a Braita. Hagonev Hakitaat. Hakitaat is an animal that's leg is karof. Ve'et ahigeret. It has its leg, but it cannot move its leg. Or he steals an animal that is blind. Which means a behemat that belongs to two partners. He steals it. Hayav. In all these cases over here, he is need hayav to pay. If he sells it or he slaughters it over here. Which means hadush over here is even though he stole a kitat, which means it's missing a leg, but he sold everything he stole. That's the way he stole it. So therefore, it's all considered utvaho kulora. She says afalgav deleka kula hayav demay deganav huzabin kule, which is whatever he stole, he sold it. So that's the first brayta. Comes the Gemara and says. Now again, the hadush of shutafim is that even though you're not paying each individual guy four or five, because you stole it from two partners. So you're paying each one hamisha hatzae bakav, right? Because you have to split it. Still, you have to make the payment. So comes the Gemara and says, "Ve'atanya shutavim sheganvu hayav." But we have another brayta that says that shutavim. Let's say you have partners that stole, so you have to pay hayavim. I'm sorry, I skipped the end of the brayta. Ve'shutavim sheganvu peturim. Partners that stole are indeed peturim. Because each one is not paying a full payment. They are partners themselves and they stole. So give us a question from another bright. What do you mean? So I have another bright that says that partners that stole their hayaf to pay for for they split the payment. So give us Amar of Nahmad Lakashia, we can answer the two bright. Which means the Braita. That says the Peturim. It's talking about where the Ganav stole from his own partner. They were partners on an animal and he stole from his partner. And therefore he sold it. So therefore he didn't sell the whole animal because half the animal belonged to you. Because you were a partner yourself. They have two partners, they all own the animal. He stole from his partner, he stole his, the other half. And therefore he sold it. That's the reason why your patur is because you didn't sell the whole thing be'isur, because you're selling half of it which belongs to you. Ah, and the blighter that said, Hayav, can be'shutav she'ganav me'alma. And you have another case where ganav, where they stole from regular partners, me'alma. Therefore, they steal it. Now already, it's all stolen, and they sell it. That's why you have to pay arba'av ha'mishah. So comes the Gemara and says, what do you mean? Eti, we have a question from a Brayta. Ravad, Rav Nachman, here's the question from Rav Nachman. Yachon, shutaf sheganav mechavero, veshutafim sheganvu. Yehu hayavim, do you think that a shutaf that steals from his friend, one partner steals from the other, or shutafim themselves, partners that get together and steal, you think they're going to be hayav? Tavud Omar, utbacho. What do we learn from the word utbacho? Which means the tiviha has to be on a behemah that's kula bi'isur. 
which means it has to be totally Isu where they're going to pay four and five. Veleka, in these cases over here where Ganav stole from his friend, he's not stealing the whole, he's not storing the whole animal. Because if the animal belongs to him, and therefore in Shutafim also, that they stole from another person, since you only stole half the animal, because your partner's in the thievery. So therefore the Tibiyah is not considered that you're stealing, or that you're storing the full animal, that you stole, because you only stole half an animal. So therefore you see, in both these cases, you do not pay. So back to a question, the Braita, Stira. So comes again, and says, Ela Amar Nachman, Lakashya, Kan Bishutaf Shetabach, Nedarat, Havero, which means like this. That what it said. Hayav. Look at one case. A shutaf that stole from his partner. He had partners that owned an animal. One guy stole from his. Uh, they have two partners. They partnered up and they stole an animal from somebody else. Oh, so give me a case. Where they're going to be Hayav Arba'av Hamisha. You know what the case is? Where one Shutaf, he uh, told his friend, I am going to, or he told his friend, slaughter the animal. Which means he was Shutaf Shetabach Ledat Havero. He slaughtered the animal with his friend's permission, with consent. We thought the case was about stuff. Two guys stole and one guy slaughtered. That, that's not enough. That's, that, that's, uh, you only stole your part of it. You didn't steal, uh, you didn't slaughter the other guy's part. But if you get permission from the other partner, that stole it. That already is going to be Hayav. Look at Nashi. Shutaf. It's right before they get wide. Shetabah ledat haverome shalemin ben shenehim. They have to pay the four or five between them. The ika utbacho kula bechayuba. The atoveya chayav al chalko. The haveron ame. Asao shaliyah. Which means now it's considered that it's done by Isur. Because he stored his half. And the other guy gave him permission, so that's like he made him a shaliyah. So therefore the whole animal is considered slaughtered. Be'isur. You have to pay four and five. Now, even though you have a question over here. You have a general rule. Which means, how can it be where the other guy says, okay, slaughter for me. Let me slaughter for me. We have a general rule. If I tell somebody to make an avera for me, he gets the avera. Not I do. But we're going to see now by four and five payments, there's a special derasha that holds yes that I can tell somebody to slaughter for me, which is Isra, and I get the avon. It goes against the general rule. There's no shalihut. The guy who does avera is hayab by arbaa hamisha yes shalihut So that was the case over here, the brayta, which means he told them. They both stole an animal. Okay, Shutafim. Now he goes and slaughters. But before he slaughters, the, uh, the guy tells him, listen, be my Shaliyah. Uh, that means mine. Oh, so it was considered as if he slaughtered as well. So therefore they both considered Kulabi Isura. Then he has to pay by Mahamisha. Next, Nashi. Shutaf Shetavah Shedole Da'at Havero. In the case of Patur, it's talking about when the Shutaf slaughtered the animal without permission from his friend. Correct? But you don't have the whole slaughtering done by Isur. Because on the other half, he was not a It's like being Tovea or Mokher after somebody else stole it. Oh, now why would you be patur in your own chedek? The chaura, because she didn't store the whole thing. Which is not only you, know, you pay, doesn't he have to pay anything? Nobody pays. Because you're not going to pay half. Because you didn't do a full tibiha bi'isur. But we learned the book that you pay hamisha atza ebakar. So let him pay half, let him pay for what he did. That's talking about where he stole a behemah of partners. And he stole, he took two partners on the animal. He stole it, so he slaughtered the whole thing. So he pays half to this guy, and half to that guy. You know, he's paying Hamishah Hatsa'eh. But over here, where you didn't even make Tibihah Kula, then already you're not going to pay half the price. You're only when you do full Isur, 
then we can split the payment up. But not when you make half isur. So she's going to say, "Vafagav." Three lines down. So he stole from two guys. He went to one of the guys, and by the way, I'm Mode. I was Tovea. Does he have to pay that guy now? No, no he was Mode Biknas. But the other guy wasn't Mode too. So then he's Mamash paying Hamicha Hasei Bakar. He's really end up paying half payment. Because the other guy doesn't But that's again why. Again, because at the time of the slaughtering, the whole thing was done. So that's the basic answer between the two bright thoughts. Isn't that clear? Okay, comes again and continues. Ba'er birmiya mechara chutz mishloshim yom. Okay, sold the animal. Uh, however, he says uh, I get the first thirty days of work. He held back for himself thirty days. He only wants to use it for thirty days. Chutz mimelachta. He sold the animal itself. Uh, he wants to slaughter it, whatever he wants to do with the guy wants to do with it. However, uh, he wants the zechut that as long as the animal is still alive. He wants to work it. So again, in all these cases, he held back. There was a shiur in the mechira. Chutz me'obara. I'm selling it here, except for the children, the kids, right? The babies. Mao, what is the deen? Are these items considered a shiur or not? Again, he held back work. He held back time. He held back the obar. Is that considered? Because we learned earlier, you have to sell the whole animal. Mechira kulo. Ta'inan. The question of he held back something. So comes the Quran says, "Alibada manmar ubar yirich imo lot be'elak deha shiirba." We have a big machlokin. How do you consider ubar? Let's say the, the animal is pregnant. So once she does ubar yirich imo, ubar as long as it didn't come out yet, it's considered a limb of its mother. It's a limb. It's another body part. Oh, so according to that shita, vadayu mishayir. You held back. You didn't sell part of the animals. Like so holding back a piece of the piece of the meat. So therefore, if you hold by the Yerichim Mord, no question that that's going to be considered a shiur. Oh, the question will be kitivayet radai ashiyerba. That's the goof of the beema. You didn't sell it totally. So you be patul kitivayelach alibadaman deamad the ubar lav Yerichim Mord. According to the it says ubar is lav Yerichim Mord, which is like considered one of the limbs. It's considered like a foreign. Uh, 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 element in the mother. Mahu, what my what's the deen? Memara mrin and do you say kevan de mehubar ba hadeshiyur? So bottom line, it's still attached to her. Still attached to her. You held back. You made a shiur. You held back on something that's part of her. Or del ma kevan del mefrash minekae la shiur lava. Or do you say no? Since it's destined to come out, it's not a shiur. You saw the full mother, and there's something else going to come out. Lavdi will be considered like uh, tsua, something like that. Well, it's it's going to come out eventually. So if we don't consider a part of it, says ika de amre. There's another way of asking this question. Kevan de lavierechimos. One side to say since it's not right, a limb of the body, the ubar lo adeshu. Therefore, it's not considered shul odilma. Since when you slaughter the mother, the baby inside the obar becomes mutar ba'achila. That's the deen. When you even it's inside of the of the of the of the of the mother's womb over there, the animal's womb. When you slaughter the mother, the child becomes mutar. So therefore, since it's mutar b'shchita, there's a logic to say. It could be it is considered a shiur because it's connected to the that what sadiq le shtarvi ba'ada b'shaita. You need shaita ta'im. You need the shaita of the mother for the child. Okay, that is the deen. Okay, Gemara leaves it in a teku. Gemara has a question. Ba'ira papa genava kita'a umchara. Guy stole an animal and uh, he cut off one of the legs. Okay? And then he sold it. Now, what's the deen? Do you say, well, listen, what he stole, he didn't sell. He stole a full animal, and he sold it minus, uh, minus the leg. And the Torah says, You have to sell it full. 
which means uh, from the behemah that he sold at the time of the mechira he didn't hold back anything which means uh, do you look at it from the time of the geneva what he stole he didn't sell but what he sold he sold everything that's really the question right? at which point do you look at the mechira kula does mechira kula go the way you stole the animal well I stole the animal that had legs so now I did not sell what I stole but and I cut the leg off now, what I sold, but I sold completely at the time of the sale. I didn't hold back anything. Whatever the animal was at the time, that's what I sold. So that's, that's the Gemara's uh, Sefeq. So comes the Gemara and says, Tiku, Gemara leaves that in a question as well. Tarun Abanan, we have a Braita, Ganav, Venatan, Laacher, Betel, okay, all these cases. Guy stole, Venatan, Laacher, gave to somebody else to slaughter for him. Ganav v'natan la'acher u'machar Or he gave it to somebody else to sell it Ganav v'hikdish Okay, or he stole the animal and he made it hikdish Okay, now that's going according to the opinion that we learned earlier That mali, what do I care if you sell it to a hidyot? What do I care if you sell it to a hikdish? Bottom line, you changed the shuyot Ganav v'hikif You stole the animal and then what? You sold the animal b'hakafah. Which means hakafah is, uh, you gave him the, 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 the animal on uh, credit. He's going to pay you later on. You sold the animal, but the guy didn't pay you for it yet. He's going to pay you 30 days later, whatever it may be like that. Ganav v'hlif, or you made halipin. You sold the animal, you got another animal in its stead. Ganav v'natan b'matana. Oh, or you stole it and you gave it as a gift. Right, that was a question we had. He stole the animal and then he paid his debt. He owed money, borrowed money. And he paid his uh, debt with the uh, animal. Which means, uh, let's say he bought merchandise earlier. And he owed money for the merchandise. Okay, right? So he, now he, he, he bought something by kafa with credit. So he paid his credit with the animal... He stole the animal. He sent the animal as gifts to his arusa, to his engaged wife to be. He sent it to his father's house as In all these cases, he has to pay for it. He's, in all these cases are considered like selling. Give it as a gift. You paid your debts. All that's considered bottom line. You change the shuriot. You want to be ayav. So the Gemara says, "Make a mashmalan." What's really the hadush of this brayta? Ashmeinan resha ganav venatan laacher vetavah. The really hadush of the resha. I gave it to somebody else to slaughter, and the hadush is what yesh shaliyah ledvar avera. That what afagav the bechodat Torah kula. In shaliyah ledvar avera, hacha yesh shaliyah ledvar avera. My tama utpacho. Which means, even though I tell somebody else to do something, he gets the Avon, I don't get the Avon, what's the logic? Which means, I told you to do something. Borei Olam told you, don't do it. Who told you to listen to me for? Because I told you to do it, you should listen to me, Borei Olam. You, cr- you contracted to God before you contracted to me. So therefore, inshallah, but by utvaho mecharo, if I tell somebody to do it, I get the avon. Why? Gemara makes a dirasha. Utvaho mecharo. Is it possible to sell an animal without a third party? I can't sell it without somebody else. So when I sell it, he bought it. Who gets the avon? I get the avon. Similarly to Vihaz, the same way. I tell this guy, you slaughter it, but the avon is credited to me, to the Mishalaya. So therefore, the Hadush of the Bright and the Risha is, Yesh Shaliyat Varavera. I stole an animal. I tell the guy, go slaughter it for me. I have to pay four or five. That is the Hadush. And what's the second Hadush in the Bright? Vashmena Tsefa, Ganav Vigdish. Oh, what's the Hadush in Ganav Vigdish? Mali Mecharo Lehidyot, Mali Mecharo Lashamayim. Like we learned earlier, what's the difference if I sell it to a common fellow? Or what's the difference if I sell it to a to the Shamayim? Bottom line, you got rid of it. You went to a different issue, different, you're going to be Hayab. Comes the next Mishnah. Stole a short or a set. The animal was standing in the owner's property. Ganav went into the guy's backyard. 
He stole the animal. Betavach umachar chutz mirshutam. But he stole it. He, he sold it or stored it outside, which means he brought it outside of the uh, possession, in the shutarabi, whatever it may be, and he sold it over there, outside of the shut of the ba'alim. Or he stole it outside of their possession. He stole it in the Rishut Harabim. He went back into the guy's possession, back to the guy's backyard, and he sold it or slaughtered it over there. Or he did everything outside the Rishut of the Be'alim. Bottom line, for one moment the Ganav made a Kenyan. Which means, so long as for one second the ganav made a kinyan on the ayin, for to be a ganav, you have to have a ma'ase kinyan. You have to be kuned as a ganav. If, if I just go into somebody's backyard and pick up an animal, remove an animal, I'm not kuned, it's in the guy's backyard. So for to be hayav arba v'hamisha, have to be gunev first. So in the first case, it was very simple. I stole it inside of the guy's backyard. That's nothing yet. But then I sold it outside. When I took it outside, even for a second... So now I took the animal outside, now I'm a ganav, and I sold it, or I did everything outside. Or I stole it outside, then I went back inside and sold it. In all these cases, at least you have a ma'aseh, where the geneva, the ganav made a kinyam. Okay, look at Ashi on the fourth line. Oshe ganav chutz mirshuto. He stole it, let's say, mirshut rabim. Kena'ob mshicha miyad. Right, one second, he makes Meshichah on the animal. He's connected. When Asa'i Ganav Alav, Aval Ganav, Vetavach Omachar Bishuto Patur, then Lord Asa'i Alav Ganav. Right, he went into the guy's backyard, and he never made a Kenyan on it. He just went and slaughtered it, let's say, in the guy's backyard. That's like considered a Geneva. Geneva, you have to have, make a Maase Kenyan to be Hayab. But Stam, guy, which is interesting, guy goes to the guy's backyard, slaughters the animal, that's not considered you're going to be higher. You have to pay something, but you're mazik. That's right, you're mazik. But not considered geneva, you have to pay. That's the next part of the Mishnah. Everything was done in the Rishut of the Be'alim. He indeed is patur. Now, unless, let's say he made hagbaha. Let's say he went into the Rishut of the Be'alim and he lifted the animal. Hagbaha is koneb Rishut Be'alim. But talk about Mishikha. Well, you just drew the animal, uh, told you that would not be considered a uh, different kinyani, you have to know how the kinyani works. Interesting case. He was drawing the animal out. Under the way out, it died. Doesn't matter, it's not yours yet, you didn't steal it. And therefore you're patur. Normally a ganav has to pay for everything, but you're not a ganav yet. It died on the way out. However, higbi uh, ho. If you lifted it up, even even in bishud baadim, it's off the karka. If we made a kenyan, or hotzi or bishud baadim, or let's say it went out, it stepped out of the bishud baadim. Vamet hayav, and he has to pay kefil because the ganav is hayav even on on scene, even on things that happen out of the control. Netano lebechorot beno. The guy stole an animal, and he had a, he had a pigeon for his son. So he needs to pay the Kohen five coins. So what did he do? He took the stolen animal and he used it to be poor day his son. And what? The Kohen has no idea. The Kohen thinks that it's a regular property. He doesn't know that it's stolen goods. So he takes it. But where's the animal? The animal is in the reshut of the Ba'alim. Which means the, the guy tells the Kohen, go, go in the backyard over there. And they take that animal over there. So the Kohen thinks it's his backyard, it's his animal, it's everything. So the Kohen goes into the backyard, and he takes the animal for the pigeon bed. Or, or he owes money. So he tells the guy, listen, the thousand dollars I owe you, go take my animal. It's over there, right in the, uh, in the corral over there. So the guy goes, and he, and he takes it. The Shomer Khanam, or he gives it to a Shomer Khanam, he says, go watch my animal. The Shoed, or he, somebody says, could you, lend me an, could, could you lend me an animal? No problem. Go over there, take it over there. No, no, Sakhar, or Shomer Sakhar, he's paying him to watch it for him. Or he gets rent, he rents it. So one of these guys that had no idea is pulling it out. Famed b'rishuta be'alim and it died in the b'rishuta be'alim. The ganav is patur. Why? Because he never stole it. Because he never stole it. Exactly. He never stole it. There was no maase kinyan on the geneva. No, the other guy was not stealing it either. We didn't have coming out to steal it. If he pulled it, because it was still in the b'alim. 
Okay, good question. Now, which is one, let's say one of these guys made a hagbah, unless they took it out of the Rishud Barim and then it died, that meant Hayav. The Ganav is Hayav to pay careful because bottom line, there was Ma'asekin, even though the Ganav himself did not make the Ma'asekin, didn't we just learn? Yes, Shaliyah. Go get it, go take it. They're going on his, on his will. So therefore, they made Hagbah. They made a Kenyan. They're not Ganavim. I mean, they, 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 they didn't intend to steal. But since they, he sent them to go do it over here, so that he's Hayaf to pay Kefir. Not the guy that actually lifted it up. Look at Rashi, please. Rashi says, Netano. Rashi says, Netano. Netano, Ba'alav, Lebechorot, Beno, Ola Kohen, Bahamisha, Selaraim, Shopinjana Ben. Okay, next Rashi. Hayamoshko, Hakohen, O Ba'alchov, Washomer. Umed peshut ba'ali patur agana mikulam. Good. Now look at the lishna harina. Let's go back up there to Rashi. Rashi gives a different gersa. Back to the last Rashi. Lishna harina. The tano ganav lebechorot beno v'natnu lo sham b'makom shiganavu l'shomer chana m'shoel. That's the way really we learned. Which means he told them, "Tovre, go, 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 get it." Look at the next Rashi. Patur aganav mikulam. Correct, it's going back on the Ganav. That's the key. He's Hayav on the Kenyan that his Shaliyah makes. Go to the Tosafot. Dibura Matheel. Natnu lebechorot beno. O lebaalchov. Scroll down a bit to the Vim Tomar. See right in the middle of that Tosafot? Vim Tomar. Ve'amay mechayev b'mshicha. What are you talking about? How can you say that the Ganav is going to be Hayav? He told him to go get it. He made Agbah the Kohen. And now you're crediting it to the Ganav. This Kohen doesn't think he made an Isur at all. Which means, Uben Lishnad Mefarej Mefarej Kamad Mamasiah. Tamad in Shalvaravera Mishum the Shaliyah Barhayuvahu with the Vraravata Midvremishom Ain. That's how it doesn't apply when you don't know. Which means, the only reason why we say in Shalvaravera is because, eh, you should, who'd you listen to me for? You should listen to Borea Olam. Listen to Borea Olam, I didn't even know I was making Nisur. So therefore, the Sevarav in Shalvaravera doesn't apply in a case where the Shaliyah himself doesn't know what he's doing. And this case of it, he's doing it there, so you can't blame him with that Sevarao. Ben Avid, which means another Sevarao says, well, he should have done it. Who told, who told him? He had to listen. Uh, but that, that, that doesn't apply to a case where he doesn't know that he's making any sur. Which means above the, the Sevara is, you know why I'm not Hayav? Who, who, who told him to listen? I, I didn't have to listen to me. I, I, I'm the, shali, the Meshaleah. The second Sevara is, who told him to listen to me? Because I, I told him to do it, he has to do it? Oh, but in this case, you knew he was going to do it. Because, why shouldn't he do it? I owe him. I told him to go take it. So both Sevarot of why and Shaliyah don't apply in this case over here. Number one reason is because from the from the Shaliyah side. Well, you should listen. You should listen to Bore Olam. What are you listening to me for? What do you mean? I was listening to Bore Olam. I don't know. Is he sued? Second Savara. I come along and say, well, I, I didn't have to listen to me. What do you mean? I I I, I told him to make an Avera. I'm expecting he's to listen to me. So if you can't credit me, yeah, but in this case, of course, you expect him to listen to you. So that's really a shidduch. So therefore, either way, when normally we say Ancient Avara Avara, that's what ends up over here. Yes, Shaliyah, Ledvar, Avara. It is considered a shidduch. Let's go to Gemara Brit. Ba'e Amemor. Amemor asks a question. Tiknu Meshicha B'Shomrim Olo. Okay. We have the Chayyub of the Arba Shomrim. Okay. Shomer is not Hayav to pay. That's the question. Until he makes Meshicha. Or, to, like, just like a regular Kenyan Meshika, I'm buying something. Right? I don't own it until I make a Meshika, until I uh, draw it to me. 
So the question is by Shomrim, to be Hayav, does the Shomer have to make a Meshicha or not? Look at that she. Sheloit Hayav Shomer Meshmira Achim Shoch. Or do you say no? Once he accepts upon himself, okay, I'll take care of it, I'll watch it. Okay, then you have to, once you accept upon yourself, well, no, does he have to make Mamashai Kinyan Meshicha? Amar Rav Yemar. Tashema, our story, our Mishnah. Right? The Shomer was being Moshech the animal outside of the guy's possession. But if the Shomer lifted it up, then we say, what? The Ganav is going to be, I am my love, Shomer. Oh, which is when it says, I am Moshko. What are we talking about over here? That the Shomer was being Moshech over here in order to watch it for the Ganav. And therefore, what do we see? If he was Motsi, Bereshuta Ba'alim, with the permission of the Ba'alim, Hayav HaGanav, B'mshichat the Shomer. Correct? Which is the Shomer, it's himself. Went into the... Do me a favor, could you watch my animal? Okay, where's your animal? It's over there, please go take it. So what do we say? On the way out, if it died inside, so the Ganav is patun. If he lifted it up... And he brought it out. So therefore, what do we say? Then the Ganav is going to be Hayab. Ushmar minna. But what do you see from over here? Tikdu Meshicha Beshomrin. You see that what? The rabbis did institute Meshicha Beshomrin. Because if you're going to say that they did not make Meshicha Beshomrin, which means the Shomer was not mitkaven to make a Kenyan at all in the Meshicha. And therefore, how could the Ganav be Hayav on such a Meshicha? But if you said that they were Metaken Meshicha B'Shomrim, so the, the Shomer was Metkaven to make a Maaseh Kenyan for his Shemirah. Therefore, you can say, Zmi Hayav in Kefil. Again. Yeah, no. He, he, he made a Meshicha, let's say he took it out. Okay? Out of the Baalim, because that's, that's the only case. He died outside. Okay, so when we say that Ganav is Hayav, if he made a Meshicha, let's say, in Meshut Baalim, and he walked it out, then it died. It died outside. Outside? Ganav is Hayav. Why? Only if you tell me that there's a deen of Meshicha B'Shomrim, so you can say the Shomer was mitkaven for that Meshicha. Because he knows, you got to make a Meshicha to be Hayav. I'm watching for you. So to be Hayav, i got to make a Meshicha. Therefore, when you mitkaven for a Kenyan, then I could say that the Ganav is Hayav. But if I say that what in Meshicha B'Shomrim, so the guy was not mitkaven to make a Kenyan, so if you're not mitkaven to make a kinyan, then why should the Ganav have to pay kefil? That's the Gemara's question. Nashi, my love. Hayam ushko shomer v'amet, hayav ganav mishichat shomer. Exactly, the mishichat shomer. So amale, lo. He told him no. Ganav. Oh, the Mishnah over here is talking about when the Mishnah says... And he gave it to the Kohen, and he gave it to the Baal Chov, he gave it to the Shomrim. It's talking about where the Ganav himself took it out. So you don't have Meshikat the Shomer, you have the Ganav himself. Look at Rashi. Lo, Ganav. The Haki Kamar. Natan Baalabayit. The Bechorot Beno. New case. The Baalabayit gave the animal for his Bechor. He's allowed to do that. And the Ganav now went to take the animal outside. So therefore it's a different case. Or let's say the, uh, the Balabite gave it to the Shomer to watch. Two case. Balabite gave it to the Shomer to watch. And the Ganav went to the Shomer's house and is going to have it from the Shomer. Well, you thought till now we had a different case. We thought it was talking about where the Ganav himself is making the Pijon. The Ganav himself is giving it to the Shomer. And therefore the Shomer is making the Meshicha. So we want to answer, oh yes, Meshicha, and Meshicha, that's not the case. The Balabai gave it to the Shomer. Balabai, I can't really end Meshicha and the Shomer. The Balabai told the Shomer, watch my animal. The guy said, absolutely. Now the Ganav came, and he went in and he made a Meshicha. So the Ganav said, if it's in, if it's out. Therefore, the Shomer didn't touch the animal. The Shomer is just under, uh, you know, um, the contract to watch the guy's animal. Maybe make the Meshichah at all. The Ganav made the Meshichah. The Gemara says, what are you talking about? Hatan al We know that case, right? That's the beginning of the Mishnah. 
That's a, that's a regular case. Why Ganav went into somebody's possession? If it died inside Patur, if it died outside Hayab. It's the same case. So what do I care now? He gave it to the Quran for Pidyon. Uh, Ganav came in, in, out. It's, a, it's the same story. What do you need to tell me? It's the same mechanics. The Ganav pulled the animal. If it died inside the Rishut, Patur. Outside Hayab. This case will be now. Uh, he gave it to the Shomer. Okay, he gave it to the Shomer to watch. But where is it? In the Shudalim. Ganav came in, if it died inside, Patur, if it died outside, it's the same case as the Resha. Because the Quran says, Tana Ganav Shiganav Bet Ba'alim, Betana Ganav Shiganav Bet Shomer. It's two cases. Which means, you have two situations. One where you stole the Mamash from the owner, and one where you stole from the Shomer. Okay, the different case, the Fahod. Amale Ravashere, Lotid Hayyeh. Come on, what's the difference? That, that, that's that, that's going to be your, your, your jihayah. The shomer is like the, is like the owner. It's like we learned originally. And who stole it? Sorry, who ate Meshicha? The shomer, meaning, Balabait gave it to the... You know, Balabait has an animal. The Ganav tells the guy, do me a favor, go watch my animal for me over there, it's right over there. The guy went in, and he made Meshicha. If you tell me, in Meshicha, the Shomer, the guy was not going to make even a Kenyan. How could the Ganav be Hayab? It must be, yes, Meshicha, the Shomer, so he had Kavara to make a Kenyan. That's what the Ganav is Hayab. Shema minna, tiknu Meshicha, b'shomrim, shema minna, itman na me'amar bi'lazar. Kederish, tiknu Meshicha, b'lakuchot, which means just like they made a takana. That why you have to make a mishikha when you're buying something, even though you paid money. The buyer doesn't own it until he actually makes a mishikha. So too they made the deen of mishikha by shomrim. But you're not hayav, the shomrim that is, until he actually... Makes a mishicha. Yemara continues. Ushem shakarka niknit bekesef ubishtarab hazaka. Kach sechidut niknit bekesef ubishtarab hazaka. Just like karka, when you buy property, there's three ways to acquire property. Either kesef, paying money, or through a shtar, that's a document, or hazaka. Hazaka means the purchaser does something to the field, he builds a fence around the field or he digs uh, something into the field, he does something uh, per se to the field itself to be konek. So it says, just like karkas niknit without one of those three ways, kach sechiruut, so to renting, niknit beketsu b'shtar When you want to rent something, so therefore the renter acquires the item also in one of three ways. Kesef b'shtar b'hazakah. So Yomar says, sechirut demai. What are you renting exactly? If it's talking about where you're renting movable items, we have a rule. You cannot acquire metatele movable items with a star. Even if you're renting it, the star does not connect metatele movables. As she says, Top line, if let's say a person is renting him his vessels, as we learned, the only way to be acquiring movable items is through Mishicha. means the fellow gives money, and the other guy has to be actually Moshech, pull the item. Now, also, that she says, which means, Kesef also is really not koneh metaltalin, but at least Kesef does something to metaltalin. There's a halakha that says once a person pays so for, for, for an item, so and then the uh, seller backs out, so he's under a curse. The curse is called the Mishapara. Mishapara, where we say that God that took retribution against the people of uh, Dora Mabul and Dora Palaga, but they didn't keep their word. So too God should take retribution against this man that gives his honor. And the guy paid money already, and he didn't uh, keep his word. So even kesef is, uh, affects metaltani. Kesef affects metaltani. But the Gemara is asking on shtar. You cannot tell me that uh, just like kesef works by karka, it works by skirut. What type of skirut? Skirut of metaltani? Renting uh, movable items? Shtar doesn't work. Even kesef doesn't work. But at least kesef does something. Kesef will put the person under the now... He's obliged to keep his word. 
that if he backs out after kiss was paid, he's under the curse of a mishapara. But the point is, what type of sikhirut are you talking about? That's kiss of shtarim hazaka. So the Yomara says, Amar al-Hazdaz sikhirut karka. Hi. Sikhirut karka means if a person say renting somebody a field. He's not selling him the field, he's renting him the field. So the only way the renter acquires it either is when he pays money, or he gives a shtar, or he makes a hazaka. So just like purchasing a field is through kesef shtar hazaka, renting a field is under the same tree, kinyanim, kesef shtar and hazaka. Amar bil azar, ra'ul shetmin mehorshim. Back to our story, you have a case of a guy, he's hiding in the forest or in the fields, in order to steal sheep from the shepherd. Shepherd has a whole pile of sheep, has a whole flock of sheep. So you have this guy's ambushing in the, uh, in the yard, as she says, in order to jump out and uh, grab the animals and slaughter them. He's a thief. So it says they saw him, they caught him. And why do you do this guy? He still went and he took one of the animals from the shepherd and he slaughtered it and sold it. So he has to pay four or five. Ganavet alahomacha. Kabbalah says, "What do you mean? Amai halo mashach." He didn't make a kinyan. We learned on the earlier amud that what for ganav to be hayav, he has to actually make mashicha. He has to be koneh the animal first. Here he just went to the animal and slaughtered it, but he didn't take possession of it. In al hayav al ba vachamisha, unless you actually. The Ganav takes a possession. Oh, he took a stick and he, he hit it. So when he hit, hit the animal, the animal walked as a result of it. And therefore that's considered a Meshicha. So he did make a Kinyan. So Gabriel says, Amar, Amre, What are you talking about? This guy's not a Ganav. The Ganav does something in hiding. This guy's called the Gazlan because they see him. They saw him hiding in the field and then he goes and uh, takes the animal. Now a Gazlan does not pay nor does he pay arba v'chamisha. So Gemara says, "Kevan de kam mitamre minayu ganavu." He's really a ganav because it's the same mechanics of a ganav. A ganav steals at night when nobody's seeing. He steals in a hidden way. This guy also is considered a ganav because he's hiding. So it shows he's afraid. The, the mechanics of a ganav is he's afraid of people. That's why he does it uh, in hiding. So this guy's also, even though they see him, but he's bottom he's afraid. That's why he's hiding in the field. So therefore, he has the dean of a Ganav. So Gamz Gamran says, she says, she says, Kevan Dirauhu, they ask him a question, right? Since they see him, Gazlanu, Velodomele Ganav, Befneshnaim, Teatam, Afagab, the Hazulesh, Ad Inche, Lom Mistefeminayu, the Memar Amar, Lominayu Shakin Namidi, which means a regular guy. Uh, 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 is a ganav, he's afraid of people. He's afraid. Uh, as she says, now even though, let's say, when a person steals in front of two people, you have two witnesses, right? Two witnesses have to see that he stole. Uh, so also he's not scared. So she says, no. He's not scared. He's, he's, he, because she says, those people that see me, I'm not taking anything from them. So therefore, he's not somebody scared of the person that he is stealing from. That's a ganav. The mechanics of a ganav is he's scared of the person that he's stealing from. He doesn't want to get caught in front of him. So if you know his witness is watching him, that doesn't bother him. He's bothered from the, from the guy himself. Aval Horshin, which means but this guy, Horshin, the guy is hiding in the field, you know, watching the uh, shepherd. Which means he doesn't know, everybody's, everybody's walking over there in that area. He doesn't know which guy owns the animals. Because there's many shepherds over there. So therefore, he doesn't care to nobody. He doesn't know which guy's the owner, and which guy's stand walking, and which guy owns this thing. And, and what? He's, hanging, he's, he's ambushing over there, everybody sees him. So he's not a ganav, he's a gazlan, he's fearless. That's basically the point, gazlan is fearless, you don't care about people. Oh, so why do you tell me he has to pay? So the Gebron says, no. The reason we're talking about over here is because he has the mechanics of a ganav. Because if he was really fearless, he'd be right there in the beginning, right? He'd be out there in the public. For the fact that he's hiding, so you see, he really is scared uh, to get caught. So therefore, he has the deen of a ganav. Even though uh, they see him, but he is scared of them. Therefore, he has the deen of a gaz ganav. Uh,
His intention was to hide. Even though they caught him, his intention was to hide. Therefore, he's a of Ganav. So comes the Gavran says, so what's a Gazlan? Give me a case of a Gazlan. How do you become a Gazlan? What's a Gazlan? Very simple. He grabbed the sword out of the Misri's hand and he killed him with it. Benaya was Shilomo's general. So that's my Mashkazan. The guy's in front of him, face to face. He grabbed the thing out of his hand, Benaya. He's fearless. He doesn't care if the guy sees him. He grabbed it out and he took the sword and he killed him with it. So the Gezerah is done in front of the victim. Directly, you're not scared. That's called a Gazlan, Ganav is done in secret. Bahanit, Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Kigun Baalishim. Yohanan says, like the story of Baalishim, Shane Amar, the Yasimulo Baalishim, Me'arvim. He made Me'arvim is like ambush, the people of Shem. Al Rashe, Yarim on the mountains, Vayigzelu, it called Asher Yavru Alem Baderech. Anybody that passed, they grabbed them. So also, that is a Enyan of. Oh, so the Gibbana says, why did Abu bring from the first Pasuk of Benayao grabbing the sword? Why did he bring from this Pasuk of Yavshechem? They were hiding, they were ambushing. They were ambushing and they were grabbing the people. That's already a Gazan, that's Ganav. But Abu Hanan had to come to Tamre. They were only ambushing, not because they were scared. They didn't want to be seen because then they wouldn't walk down that road and they wouldn't be able to ambush them. So therefore they weren't scared. It was a tactic. It was a strategy. So that was also considered a kazan. The students asked the Torah Why does the Torah say a ganav has to pay double where a gazlan only has to pay back the kid and has to pay back the principal? Ganav pays kefir. Gazlan does not pay kefir. Gazlan just pays principal. Why was the Torah more mahmid by ganav than gazlan? Amalein. She's this guy, the guy, Gazlan, at least he's consistent. He, he, he has no fear of anybody. Doesn't fear God, doesn't fear uh, uh, human beings. He goes right in public, doesn't care what anybody says. He puts the fear of man higher than the fear of God. He goes in the middle of the night, he says, oh, God's not watching, God's not seeing me over here. So therefore, uh, to put the fear of man over the fear of God, that already is a more severe punishment. He made as if the eye the of God that's surveilling, uh, surveillancing the world uh, that he doesn't see. He's, he goes at night, he says, nobody sees me. I mean, if you forgot who's watching you, he says, oh, nobody's watching, nobody can see me at night. That's why he thinks he's going to get away with it. But he, he puts, he's afraid of man, but he's not afraid of God. And also, he pays no attention to the Ozen Shemat, the ear on the earth. The ear means the Nignab, the, the guy that gets stolen. What does he do when he wakes up and sees he got stolen? He cries out to God. And God hears him. And then God's going to take retribution. He makes believe that God doesn't hear this guy. He's not scared of the eye of God, nor is he scared of the ear of God that hears the plea of the Nignab the next day when he finds out. They go clandestinely in the middle of the night in a very secretive way and they say that God left the world He's not here, He cannot see me So therefore they're more scared of people than they are of God says Torah's reason of kefil is because hashkafically they are doing something wrong. They're putting kavod of uh, human beings above kavod of Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu. Therefore, they are penalized for that uh, for that mistake that they made as well. Amar Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, Mashlum Mashal. They give him Mashal to explain this. Mishum Rabban Gamliel, the Madavadur. What is it analogous to this concept? Mishne Ber Adam Shayu Beir. Two guys in the city, One guy invited the townspeople, he did not invite the king's people. And one guy didn't invite anybody. He didn't invite the townspeople, he didn't invite the king's people. Who's worse? The guy that invites the townspeople and does not invite the king's people, that's a big slight to the king. He's showing more respect. More, you're giving more respect to the townspeople. So therefore, same thing with the Ganav. 
The ganav, he is scared of people. That's why he does things at night. He doesn't want people to see him, but he's not scared of Hagadol Bechu. Where is the gazan? Not scared of anybody. Go look how much the Torah values the power of working or the importance of working, making a panasah. Why? Which is when a person steals an ox, he has to pay five times. When a person steals a sheep, he has to pay four times. What's the difference? Because a short works. And short plows. Therefore, when you're stealing the ox, you're causing the guy now, he can't work, he loses work. And therefore, the Torah values work. And therefore, when you steal an ox, then now the guy you took away from his livelihood that he cannot work, therefore, you have to pay five times. Whereas a sheep, a sheep is really not for working. A sheep is like for profit, for shearings and for meat. Therefore, you don't have to pay for. Look at how much God is sensitive to the respect of the people, even the Ganav. Which means, the Ganav, to steal an ox, there's less shame, because the ox is able to walk. So therefore, he's just able to, he walks it out. And therefore, since there's less shame, he has to pay more money, whereas a sheep, he has to actually lift it up in order to steal it. Therefore, it's more embarrassing for the Ganav. So God factors in the embarrassment that the Ganav has to go through in order to steal the item. Therefore, he pays less. So the Hasbarot of the Torah are very, very medugdak, uh, and they're based on reasons that you would not think of. Ashkafic reasons, you're putting God above uh, uh, the human beings, uh, that's in his mind, and you're putting also reasons of sensitivity as well. Work is very important. Yes, if I tell the guy short, but comes the next Mishnah. In order to grow, a raise, I should say. What's Behemadaka? Uh, we'll call it, I guess, uh, small animals. Domesticated sheep, goats, things like that. Why? Because they eat up the land. Gezer. Uh, people have land in Eretz Yisrael. What's going to happen? These animals roam and they start eating up other people's lands. You cannot settle a country if you're going to have the animals roaming around eating up everybody's land. It's not going to be uh, uh, it's conducive for dwelling. So therefore, you cannot raise goats or sheep in Eretz Yisrael. You're allowed to raise them in Syria. But she says in Aram Soba, what's the Hadush? Even though David Amelech conquered Aram Soba, uh, but that's called kibush yahid. That's a private uh, conquest, and a private conquest is not considered uh, kadosh like it is said. Therefore, in Syria, they were allowed to raise these animals. Okay, and in the fields of Eretz which outside of the yishuv, outside where the settlement is, you're allowed to raise these animals. One is not allowed to raise chickens in Jerusalem because of the korbanot. There's a lot of korbanot in Jerusalem, kadashim, right? And what happens? The way of the chickens, they peck in the garbage cans, we're worried that what? They're going to peck in the garbage can and take something that is Tameh, and they're going to go with Tameh the Kodashim, the Kodbanot. Therefore, since their way is to take things from one place and put it in another place, with Tameh things, no chickens raising in Jerusalem because of the Kodashim. Now she says, She Israel uchlim sham basar shulamim. Right, even the regular, not the Kohanim. The Israelim, they eat Kodban shulamim, they eat Kodban toda, Maaset behemah, and therefore we're concerned that they might bring even a little etzim kisora, a little bone fragment the size of a barley, and they might any Kohen is allowed to raise chickens anywhere in Israel. Kohanim, why? Because of Tarot, he's always eating tirumah. If he's raised chickens, he might take something from the Ashpah, and go metameh the guys to So, no chickens in Jerusalem, that's for everybody, because of Kodashim, because Korbanot only eaten in Jerusalem. And in all of Israel, no Kohanim Bechlal, because of the Inyan of the Tarot. A person not to raise pigs. The Gemara will explain why not. A person should not raise a dog. Unless you pull it on a leash. Why? Because it bites. It's dangerous. And also scares people. And God forbid it causes ladies to have miscarriages. So it scares a lady. She has a miscarriage. So therefore one should not raise dogs unless he has them uh, protected on a leash. And porsim nishuvim leyonim. One should not cast uh, his uh, nets in order to trap doves. Unless he is far from the yeshuv, 30 reefs, which is like 
uh, uh, three and a half kilometers. The point is, because we're worried about putting these traps out, you might catch people's uh, animal, uh, doves that are owned. Because the people, the animal, the doves fly around. So if you put your traps out, you're going to end up stealing uh, people's uh, doves. So therefore they say, you should set your traps out, uh, th- um, 30 uh, reese outside of the yeshuv, which already considered, whatever's flying over there is already considered hefkir. Comes You're not allowed to raise sheep, goats, in Israel. Again, why? Because they ruin the yeshuv. They eat animals roam and they eat uh, uh, from the product of other people's lands. It says, Abal Megadelin Bechorshin Shebe'eris Yisrael Okay, but the Horshin of Eris Yisrael, what is Horshin of Eris Yisrael? She's Be'arot, which means in the, uh, in the fields, in the forest, it's far away from the Yishuv, it's not a problem. Be'suria, and in Syria, Afilu Be'yishuv. Right, in Syria, since it's not considered uh, Kadosh, even though David Amir conquered it, well, that a, a private conquest is not considered like a total annex of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, you could have uh, the sheep uh, and, uh, and the um, goats in Syria, even in the Yeshuv itself, even in the mainland where the people are. The answer is because without saying it, Babel and other places for sure you're allowed to have sheep goats. So the only gizra was made where in, in the Yeshuv of Eretz Yisrael. You can graze them also on the border. On Sefar is the border. No problem. However, big animals, you're allowed to raise them as cows and uh, things like that. Why? The fish in goes in Gizra Sibur, and I'm kind of a Sibur, you only make a Gizra on the people. If the majority of people are able to withstand the gezira, beimadaka if shadavim mechus laaris, beimadaka you can you can you can import if they need beimadaka meat and stuff like that they can import from mechus laaris. Avam beimagasa if shadavim mechus laaris it seems they're not able to import they can't transport them or they need them they need them for plowing they need them for for carrying loads and things like that therefore you cannot make a gezira so you can't raise them and also they're a little more. Uh, 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 able to watch them, able to watch Beimagasa from roaming. Mashiach and these other animals, they roam. And therefore, they're going to ruin everybody's field, they're going to eat everybody's field. So, therefore, the Achamim said, Beimagasa, okay, Beimadaka, problem. Even the rabbi said that you cannot raise Beimadaka, and it's Aval Mashiach, which means he's able to bring them from Hosta Aris. From 30 days already before the holiday, because he leaves them for the shaita, for the, for the meat, for the holiday. So already 30 days before the holiday is a moratorium. He can bring in Beimah uh, Daka uh, uh, and use them for the shaita, uh, for the holiday. The Kodem Meshte Beno Lamid Yom. also he's making a wedding, let's say, for his son, getting married. He needs meat for the wedding. So therefore, he can bring the Basar in from 30 days already before to prepare. But as long as the last animals that he brought in, you still have within that 30-day window. Which you don't think that, let's say, you're bringing in from day one, day two, day three. Maximum, you only have up to 30 days to, before the holiday. Let's say that the item you brought in on day 26. Don't think that you're going to count 30 days from... Day 26. No, it's 30 days. That's already the, the cutoff point. 30 days before the holiday. The second, the Rabina, the Inafik Lelregel, Umechi Zavna Adashta, which is that the holiday passed. But from the time that you bought the Behemadaka until now, Adashta, Akati no Maluna Tiltin, you mean 30 days not passed yet. No, Nema Tiltin Mishra Shari Leneshui. I don't think that what? That it's going to be Mutar. Ela Kevan and Afak Leregel. Once the holiday passes, you're not allowed to keep it at all. Which means, it's Mamash 30 days before the holiday, up to the holiday itself. You don't calculate when you're bored at plus 30. Within 30 days, once the holiday comes, it's over. So comes again when it continues and says, that Tabah, Tabah is the butcher. Okay, well the butcher obviously needs meat, right, to sell and things like that. Lokeyah v'shochet, lokeyah v'shochet. It's the same concept. You can buy and slaughter 
and he could buy and also be shohe, shohe, which means because he, he needs for the, for the yom ashuk. It seems it was like a certain day, the market day, right, where people all go buy meat. So he could he could stock up before the market uh, to buy be madaka. However, what's the aguna that she says? The later ones that he purchased, he cannot keep them only up until the market day. Don't think you count thirty days from when he aguna means the late ones, the ones he bought late. He cannot keep them 30 days from when he bought them. Same law. He can only keep them until the market day, and the 30 day window is applied to him as well. Baruch Adonai Amen.